0: Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Nate.
1: Happy Game Day Eve to everybody out there. It is a weird, weird week as Nebraska plays on a Friday, but we'll embrace it, we'll enjoy it. And we'll uh, get the national TV window that Nebraska Red Cross otherwise wouldn't get. Uh, this is On the Block with Strick and Nate. Uh, Nate is out for a few days, so I am bo- jumping back in here. I've been on the block before, so I kind of know how this goes. Uh, but, of course, the Oscar Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet joining us as well. Strick, how's your day going?
0: As I was saying, I, I did a little short crossover with Rico. Everything is uh, is everything out here. It's going to be a, it's a beautiful day. Going to be going to a uh a Mavs event at the state fair, so I get some Mm. outside air. It's not a cloud in the sky, so it's gonna be a beautiful, it's a beautiful day out here.
1: How how did Jim do yesterday? I know you were out uh filming your uh (laughs) finishing your filming. Are you all done?
0: Yep, finished it up last night. Um it was a long it was, you know, it it was a pretty good session. I think we went from about 730 to about eleven. And uh uh, did pretty good. I felt, I felt a lot better about it. Um, we did about three or four different shoot angles. And, uh, so it, it it finished up. I mean, you know, you know, you will see, I always tell people, I say, Bach, I say, listen, I said, um, what I've learned about this, this experience is that a Denzel Washington or, you know, a top tier, you know, Will Smith or, uh, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, whoever it is, right? Top, top tier actors. I realized something that that's what they do, right? This is their craft. And so I can't expect to get in this and and do what they do on, on such a, a short notice without, yeah. you know, comprehensive training and just all the different things that they put into it for that, uh, for those moments. So I had to learn that I'm gonna make mistakes. I had to learn that my um uh display of it may not necessarily be as crisp and as clean or as tight as some of them are, you know, after all the time that they put in the craft. So I had to just say, you know what? Just do it how you would do it straight, just do it, put your own little spin in it, jump into the character and try to, you know, make it be as it is as far as um, who you are, not necessarily trying to be anybody else or or be like them, you know what I mean? Cuz they can't come They can't come into, you know, it would be like me taking Denzel and say, hey, yo, Denzel, come on out here and uh, get on the court with me and, you know, do what I do. You know, so (laughs) I have to learn that part of it.
1: That's really cool. I I hope you enjoyed the experience. Do you think that you might do it again if if you're offered another opportunity? Or is this just a trial run?
0: I I would. It it was fun. It was really fun. It was a great experience. You get to learn. I mean, obviously, it wasn't a, a top tier budget film. Uh, it'll be on like Tubi and maybe Amazon, but it's not. It, you know, you could tell that the differences between. No, we didn't have the uh, the trailers where you go out and you sit in there and you, oh, you yeah. know you're able to just chill and relax all day. No, I didn't have that. But it was it was uh, it was fun because you get to see all the components working from all the different people, just at a smaller scale. But it was fun.
1: Oh yeah, and remind us again the the title and and when it will be on Tubi
0: it's going to be it's called intentions i mean they're they're looking to possibly get it released around spring at okay. the latest maybe the summer of 2023 so we'll see
1: I'll definitely be looking forward to that. I know you know you put put some work in there, so I can't see what Jim. I can't wait to see what Jim has uh, has to do in that in that show. <laughs> I know you were yeah. dressed real nice. I mean, he looked he looks what, the part of Liz. <laughs> what a
0: great name, though, huh, Bach? You <laughs> yeah.
1: know, no 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 stricky, just Jim. Just Jim. I like that. At least you got an alias to work with now too. Uh, so that will yeah, yeah. work. Uh, some news that maybe we didn't get to. There's a few things that uh, you know we were on the block yesterday, two hour show. We don't get to everything. Uh, some stuff that went down yesterday. Uh, Trey Trey Palmer added to the Blitnikoff Award watch list as well as he should be. He's averaging 96 yards per game right now uh, through five games. Of course, if he keeps up that pace, that would be a new Nebraska record, uh, 1,152. And that's without a bowl game. So we'll see if they get to a bowl game as well. It could add to that. Um, And I think right now, if you look at the FBS uh, Power 5, I think overall he's like 18th in yards, but I think he, in the Power Five, he's he's up there at like sixth. I mean, this is right now one of the the, the elite uh, playmakers, uh, deep threats, and and just wide receivers um, in college football. Is is that the way you see Trey Palmer? Do you do you think you know he's he's played some games and and they've done well here and there, but uh, he needs to still take that next step, or do you think it's just stay where he's at, continue this progress, and and by the end he'll be re- receiving some awards uh, at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I think if he just stays focused on on winning games, stay focused on growing and continuing to better himself in the craft box, I think if he uh just continues to keep his eyes focused on uh ways that he can help the team to become better and to finish off the season in the right manner, I think those things in the awards come. It's it's when you start chasing the awards, that's when you start you you kind of find yourself stunned a little bit and you 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 start getting frustrated and then you start talking to the quarterback as to why you ain't you know just no just just you do your thing you run your routes yes teams are going to scheme you but if you're good at what you do and you're good at the craft they're going to find ways to get you the ball they're going to be able to scheme against it and and so uh you know there's going to be times where you're going to you're going to be the decoy you know what i mean and you have to work you have to allow you know Marcus Washington and Omar Manning and and you know uh, Alante Brown, you have to allow those guys to have their night every now and then, because that's going to make it better for you. I always tell people, man, Bach, I say, listen, what, what people don't understand is it's not necessarily how good the player is. I used to talk to some of my high school teammates and stuff about that. And my coach tried to get, get us to understand that, but also on the, in, 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 uh, in college where it's not the success of the players, it's the success of the team. That's what I was hoping they could have relayed to the last year's team. It, you know, it's, it's not how well you do in your individual game basis. It's how well you succeed. If you succeed, then it's not just you. It's four or five, six of you that have opportunities, right? Because they're beginning to look at everybody as a whole. They're saying, wait a second, what's going on over here? Let me take a look. And then you see guys start to, to have um, an opportunity to uh, showcase themselves in a better manner but when it's you individually i mean guys say well shoot do you win are you a winner and so those are some of the things they have to look at and i think if he does that he'll be all right
1: yeah and i remember that was a big talk especially leading up to uh the draft that we had when we're talking about bryce McGowan's and you know how yeah. his stock was probably going to be a little bit hurt and i told didn't you win. didn't i yeah and you were right you were right all along i <laughs> I told you. so you, you, Bach, you don't be thinking, Stricky, Be you knowing what's going on, Bach. I know you was over there down, Stricky, but Stricky's oh, yeah. on
0: point on that
1: one. See, it's that, on that, that's, I why I that's why I had to reference back to it because uh, as you're making that point, it sounded similar. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. He's been right on this before. Um, and of course, Nebraska did have a, a few uh, successful players as far as second round picks and stuff like that that that, that stood out with last year's team that lost. But I, I think, too, um, you know, if, if the wins had to start to come in, you know, they would get a lot more. Uh, recognition and stuff like that. I kind of think back to the the 2009 defense, especially when I start to think of that, because coming out of 2007, obviously, it was a disaster. 2008, they got better. Bo Pelini was there, uh, and you felt like they were on the right path, but you still didn't know... You know, do they have, um, you know, that level of defense in in the next year? And it was like, well, it's going to have to be Sue. um, And then, you know, these other guys hopefully can fill in at a pretty good level. By the end of the year, you're going, you know, there's Sue. That's one NFL player. But then there's there's Crick. And then, you know. Barry Turner is going to get his shot and then Pierre <clears throat> Allen's going to get a shot. And, you know, um, you know, all the, the defensive back ends, Eric Higgs, John Gomes, Prince of Mucamara, to, uh, Alfonso dinner. it really just, it, it seemed to me to just kind of blow up for all those guys because how, how much better of a player you can look if you're playing with four great players on the court with you and you know, how much of a difference that can make if you're, you know, playing with three great players and two guys that are okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and see, that, that was the crazy thing about it. I, you know, even me, I wasn't even the best guy on our team. Um, I actually thought, you know, obviously Teron was you could tell he was going to be a, a, a tremendous player. Um, then, um, you know, Jaron, Jaron, there was no question in my mind, I thought was a was a lottery pick, you know, just other circumstances and situations through that that did not fill that dream. Uh, but we just had a we had a great group of guys that just played their tail off. You know, some of those guys had long European careers. So, yeah, man, it does. It makes a difference. And and I think if we could have even, um, you know, obviously we, we got that that uh, explosion late in the season. But if we could have had a successful season and got into the NCAA tournament and made some noise, I guarantee you that team, Bach, that a lot of people didn't want to play us if, if, you know, at the end of that that term. I mean, even Jerry Tarkanian referenced that. He's like, listen, you, you guys were definitely probably Mm -hmm. one of the best teams we played and they played some tough ones that year. We're one of the best teams we played all year. And so, you know, to to get that, that acknowledgement, um, you know, actually I talked to the Tulane coach, uh, I was out in uh, when I was in Houston, I had a chance to talk to him and he was like, Oh, we should have got y'all. But you know,
1: (laughs) but yeah, we played a real
0: tough Tulane team in the semifinals up there. Um, you know, actually, I think they got snubbed that year. They should have actually gotten the tournament. They were, they were, they were that good. They just didn't get in. But
1: yeah, yeah, it's kind of That's fun. It done. is, man. Does that does that often happen? You run into to some older, uh, you know, some some old foes, and there's still that talk. I wish we would have done this. I, I think we could have had you here.
0: Yeah, I, you know, one of the ones that I had is uh, when I was refereeing, I had um, I had a chance to speak with um, Roy Williams. And uh, obviously Roy Williams was the coach at Kansas at that time, and he was like, "Boy, Strick, I tell you, we, we really, because they were on me. Him, Mark, actually, the guy that was recruiting me at Kansas was uh, Mark Turgeon. Oh, okay. Um, and and so Mark Turgeon was on me. They were on me pretty strong at one point, and then uh, they kind of they kind of tapered off. But but you know, in playing Kansas and having some of the success I had with them, you know, Roy Williams is like, "Boy, I sure wish we 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 could have we could have pulled you in." But we had just gotten Rex Ra- Walters out of the transfer. And you know, getting Rex, they just said, yeah, we don't need a, we don't need another one. So that was just one of those things. You know, what could have been, what was, would I still, you know, it would have been tough to leave Nebraska at that time. Um, but shoot, that would have been a great option to have. You know, to have a uh, Kansas in the mix.
1: Was there a was there a blue blood or a school? I mean, obviously Nebraska, as you said before, was kind of in the top ten. I mean, they were they were yeah. a, a big time programmer, looked like they were on the come up when you committed. But was there ever a dream yeah. to play for a blue blood or more of a school like it, like a Kansas that would, um, you know, it just kind of has a more of a history behind it?
0: Well, the, you know, you got to think about it. The recruiting process was a lot different back then, Bach. Um, it was very regional dominated. It, you, we didn't have a U teams. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, if you didn't go to the five-star camps or these different camps all over the country, uh, then yeah, you didn't really have a chance. It was tough for me to do camping at that time. I was a three sport athlete, right? So, right? so there'd be some summers. I'd be into baseball. There'd be, you know, summers where I'd be, you know, getting myself and resting and getting myself ready for football. So yeah it was tough for me to camp the way that some of those other guys were camping. So we had to rely on just that, that one Las Vegas team where we went up there and there, there was an opportunity to showcase ourselves. We didn't have that back then. So it was very regional dominated. You know what I mean? You made noise in the region. You probably had a couple coaches come up and check you out and, come to some of your games and see what what you were working with. It was very that it was it was very much like that back then. That's kinda cool too. Out.
1: And I know yeah in in, in times change we yeah. we do, do kinda of do some different things, but I do kinda of miss those days too because it felt like there was more um, I don't know more Nebraska and the Nebraska team or wherever you were. It kind of felt even if it was outside the state borders, it was just it was still uh, seemingly regional, and uh, you kind of felt like you were still doing it for the Midwest or whatever. So uh, that's kind of fun, and, and again, there's there's advantages to, to recruiting nationwide. I love getting the uh, foreign players in here as too, and, and uh, you know that certainly helped over the years for Nebraska. Um, but uh, it's uh, it, a that, that's kind of a throwback, so that's kind of fun to think about. Uh, one thing that's also a, a huge throwback is. Uh, the new name for the initiative that uh, that Matt Davison is is taking on again. This news was yesterday, but we didn't get to it. Is Matt Davison leading leaving the athletic department? Um, at least for now, still going to be calling uh, as color commentator, calling the games for the radio. But uh, going and over to the 1890 initiative, which will take uh, over ABM, which uh, which was uh, kind of the former big uh, uh, collective that was helping Nebraska football. Um, ABM very closely, rela- you know, related to uh, to, to Scott. Frost in, in that group so they're kind of cutting ties there moving toward this 1890 initiative which by the way Matt Davison very close to Scott Frost so it's just kind of a <laughs> just kind of a different name maybe uh, to kind of swing you a different way it's pretty I don't I don't know if it's uh, really needs to to take up o- take over for for ABM but they're going to go ahead and do that um I hate to I hate to say this and I don't want to sound too woke uh but what do you think about the 1890 initiative that that's I, I I've, I've tried to ask a few people and see if it, it sounds a bit strange. About sounds like it might <laughs> scare some recruits off or something. I don't know. The eighteen ninety <laughs> initiative, um, it, i get I think their heart's in the right direction. It's where Nebraska it's when Nebraska football started and all that stuff. But when I think about collectives and I think about the modern age of college football, it, it's just that. It's like moving forward in, 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 in uh you know, this kind of this, this new group to move forward to help Nebraska football succeed. Um, the 1890 initiative sounds like a good old boys club or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, it. it um, it, the name is it, it does kind of throw you off, you know, as well as having still, you know, Matt Davison to 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 check out and go there. I I actually kind of saw that that writing on the wall. Um, I, I figured that Matt wouldn't probably be around too much longer. Uh, in, in 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 the capacity that he was, and so th- this is also in his wheelhouse. This is what he yeah. does. You know, this is this is where his strength is. Is is in is in raising and doing things like that. And I think that's why he was very valuable in the program uh, during those periods. Um, I just didn't. I don't really think that him and um Trev probably right again just. You know, I know the two different individuals and their, their characters, and, and it just didn't seem like they were a, a match in but, um Hopefully he'll do well for them. I mean, it seems that it's very football and volleyball-centric. Uh, so I, I would venture to say that uh, Fred Hoyberg probably needs to, you know, figure out and get, get busy and find out where they can create an initiative or collective for the basketball side of things, for the women and, and maybe the men. Um, because right now it's very volleyball and football centric, which are the stapletons of, of Nebraska sports right now. And so, um, you know, where does basketball fit in? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, there's those things. So uh, baseball is on the up and coming softball is definitely doing well. <clears throat> so it's going to be interesting to see what other initiatives or, or what other groups kind of find their way in this space and, and, and do well. I know that uh, Open Doors is definitely helping out in that process. I don't know to full to full scope. I think they're they're engaging how to um make sure that they're in the market for whatever that market is for them. I think that's what open doors does. I don't know. I could be wrong. Help me on the Sutterham and text line, 402-464-5685 if you're familiar with Open Doors and their the way that they, they do things there. So yeah, man. Um I don't know about the name though. It kind of <laughs> you you're right. I think I think Bach, it kind of gives me kind of that 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 goody old feeling. But you know what? They're trying to restore glory. They're trying to restore glory, get back to it. This is where it started. Maybe it's going back to roots, not necessarily, you know, the old style of roots, but just the former glories of what Nebraska was and what it started out being.
1: Well, I think we've mentioned on the captain, I think if you just go on, you know, move 100 years forward, call it the 1990s uh, collective, we'd all love it. I mean, that's perfect. (laughs) We love the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The 90s was a very – you know, when people reminisce, they they think about those glory days. I mean, listen, oh, yeah. even for myself, when I was in school, that was that was one of the most phenomenal times to be on campus. I tell you, it was it was popping. It was rocking, you know, all day, every day from spring to fall to the to to, to the um, to the winter. It was always popping. So it was good. It was a good time to be on campus during the nineties. So that would have been cool to have something like that nineteen nineties edition.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what they do. They just said they have so many so many things from history to pick from because I know they, they wanted to lean on history. I just I just I'm not sure if that was the right one, but it, it's fine. We'll all you know, we'll move forward. Ultimately it's Tell looks- us what they think.
0: Tell uh, yeah. you know, what do y'all think? 402-464-5685. We'd love to hear from you. Uh Soder text line is always open. Um, we also take you on the Honda Lincoln Hotline as well as tap in on our YouTube stream. Uh, we've, we're approaching 3,000. We haven't gotten there yet, but it's up to you to help us to get there. Smash that like button. All of you on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and uh,
1: YouTube, we appreciate your support. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's go ahead and take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Jimbo Fisher's massive buyout what that means for Texas A&M. Probably a similar situation going on over there at Michigan State. What does the future of the sport look like with these massive contracts? Uh, We'll kind of uh, jump into that and more college football talk. Maybe uh, who are the best of the remaining undefeated teams? There's several of them out there, and, of course, they're in the rankings. But uh, we'll see if we're buying or selling on some of those teams as well. We'll do that coming up next here on The Block on 93.7 The Ticket.